listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, episode 359. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the you waxed me up so good, John Brownstone. Wax on, wax off. Yeah, that felt good. Mm -hmm. I'm very relaxed. You seem to enjoy it. Oh, yeah, because it it was not intense, intense, Mm -hmm. but it just felt good. And I got to just Mm -hmm. sort of lay there and not really have to do anything. Right. But also I had zero control, which, you know, is kind of my jam. So it's what you like. uh, You like having total control. That's right. We're a a match made in heaven, hell. I don't know. Man, yeah. Kinky heaven slash there you kinky go. hell. I don't know. Now I'm overthinking it. We're going to move yep. on. Okay. Because that's not what we're talking about. Well, it's, it's kind of related to what we're talking about today. Okay. Although it did not make the list. Just saying. <laughs> this week, we're talking about a sort of data results, air quote the word survey kind of results um, thing we received. Um, it was compiled by the adult retailer Joy Love Dolls. Not sponsored. We don't know them. They don't know us. Um, talking about the top 10 most popular kinks and fetishes based mm. on Google searches. So okay. we're going to go through that list today. That's what we're going to do. Right. Uh, second week in a row where we're like talking about the super adult stuff. Right. <laughs> the stuff of like, uh, make sure your coworkers, children and random other people who don't know you can't, can't hear, hear this. It. Right. <laughs> right. It's mm-hmm. one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. Stealth mode. Yes. Stealth listening. Remember to, to pause it when you have to like go deal with other folks who could hear. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, that stands for podcast, y'all, uh, or on Instagram, or threads at that handle I fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> loving DS and the number one. So that's at loving DS one or on YouTube at youtube.com slash loving BDSM where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Into the microphone. All right. Now I'm going to turn the fan on too. Please. It is very warm here. It is very warm in, I think, uh, most, most of the, the northern hemisphere yeah. in general yeah. uh, it is it's very warm here okay so announcements uh we sponsored ourselves again it's actually the loving bdsm etsy shop yes we have an etsy shop um i am saying this as we record slash stream on wednesday in hopes that by friday when the podcast goes live i'll have had gotten my shit together and added some new products that are sitting on my desk just waiting to be photographed and listed like that's that's all they're waiting for and i'm not procrastinating i just got a few things going on so Anyway, we sponsored ourselves, our Loving BDSM on Etsy. We have stickers, we have enamel pins. I don't wanna offend anybody with my Southern accent where pin and pin are the same damn thing. Y'all know what I mean. Um, We've got um, BDSM workbooks, we've got submissive planner sheets, we've got all kinds of stuff and I'm adding more stuff and I got plans for more stuff. Stuff, stuff, stuffity stuff. Uh, If you already have gotten what you like from our Etsy shop and you're like, yes, but I wanna know about the new stuff, you can favorite our shop and technically Etsy will send you a notification when we add new listings. It's uh, You either have to go check your notifications or you have to have your notifications turned on. 
I just go check my notifications. <laughs> Not about that extra notifications on my phone life, uh, but <laughs> it is a way to keep up with the shop. Uh, the link is in the places, or if you just go to Etsy and search Loving BDSM, we will pop up. The <laughs> second announcement is that this Friday, July 21st, as of date of recording, Friday, July 21st, we're going live on YouTube for our monthly hangout. And I mm. actually remember this from last month. We will do PG-13, like no nudity, uh, demos of toys uh, for uh, donations. Donations being like super chats and stuff oh, like that. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I get to dig in the toy bag. I know, I know. Um, there, We do free demos all the time too. There will, there will be me getting hit with items. <laughs> <laughs> in general but we will uh we will yeah we will let people also vote with their dollars <laughs> and i mean like a, a couple of dollars not like tons of money yeah we're, we're not like that but yeah um and i believe we ox from last month yes. he uh yes he, he did a preloaded chat thing mm -hmm. and i can't remember what i owe him but i told him to remember so <laughs> i hope he does <laughs> so we hope to have a blast uh friday night um, it will also be a Q and A. Uh, we start at 9.30 PM Eastern. We give ourselves the first half hour to just like settle in. And by 10, we start with the Q and A. And I guess we'll start with demos at that point as well. Um, do we have a plan for any of this? Can we tell you what mm. like the, the rules or the whatever? No, it's just, I remembered the idea from last month. It's been like playing on a loop in some mm -hmm. one of the open tabs of my brain. And so it's there for me to pull from because I remember I opened that tab and we can mm. we can do it. And since it's the hangout, um, Lola Cam. Yeah, Lola Cam. Uh, do we anticipate adult beverages? Probably not if you're hitting me with no. those now. That's not a bad thing. I could just drink more water. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll there be you fine. Go. So... Uh, those are our announcements. Mm -hmm. And now let's get into these supposed top or most popular uh, kinks and fetishes. Now let me okay. give you the rundown of all of the caveats and the info you need before we get into this list. So this list came to us through a PR email um, for sent on behalf of a site called Joy Love Dolls. I looked at their site. They seem to sell primarily sex dolls. If you are mm. on YouTube, I'm not linking to that site from our YouTube description box because YouTube would <laughs> love to take this video down. Uh, <laughs> what I will do is tell you it is joylovedolls.com. Uh, and on Friday, once the podcast comes out, I'll come back and link to our show notes and you can get it that way. <laughs> so what they did was um, they pulled together um, Google search data for several kinks and fetishes. Like they had like a, a list to sort of start from to figure out who the top ones were. They actually figured out a top 24 and then narrowed it down to a top 10 and we're gonna do the top 10 and do not feel like going through all 24, we'd be here for a hot ass minute. Um, the information they said was collated. I don't remember okay. what that word means, but I, <laughs> you ever understand a thing, but you couldn't define it if somebody told you to do that. It was collated July, 2023. So if somebody were to go and do this themselves at another time, the information might be different. This is not rigorous science, y'all. Any of any of our like science nerds who are like, yes, I love data and information. It's real information, but this is this is not a study, a real survey. It's 
yeah, it's a fun thing they did for PR. Fine, we'll give them a little bit of PR. It, it was fun and a fun idea to mm. us, okay? What they did was they used, and this is from their own words, they used the Google Keyword Planner um, to find the number mm. of average monthly searches for each fetish that they had a whole total list for, then multiplied that average number by 12 to estimate yearly searches to rank the most popular. So just take take that as you will, okay? Um, like I said, we're just making this fun. This one thing, and this might be a thing we I have I have I have thoughts on, so you might have thoughts on before we even get started. This was like a little footnote in the email when they were explaining their methodology and what they did and mm -hmm. whatever. They said fetishes including voyeurism, exhibitionism breath play and gagging were too dangerous for them and so therefore removed. So before we even get into it, this is not an accurate top kinks and fetishes. So it's a redacted list. Yes, it's the it's the safe-ish <laughs> list. And I, I I had not seen that part of the email when I first got this thing. I went, oh, cool, here's this list. Do you want to do an episode on it? Like, well, yeah, sure, let's do it. And then I read it and I went, there's no such thing as a safe kink to practice. There is risk to literally everything. And I understand. That's true. Breath play, choking specifically, you know, it's something that's become so ubiquitous that people who don't know anything about BDSM mm -hmm. are thinking it's sort of kind of trying to be normalized. Mm, I don't even like to say it that way. And it's it's happening without conversations, without consent, without any of the potential guardrails you might hopefully, please God, find in BDSM. And I am aware of that, mm -hmm. but also to remove those specific ones and say almost like, oh, but all of these are super, super safe. And, and yeah. I don't um, like that. Well, and that, and I can I can kind of understand with the breath play and the gagging, a um, couple things. There's, you know, probably some thinking some liability on their end, saying, oh yeah, this is a fetish, go out and do it. Um, you know, you, you don't do those things without having some sort of uh, background on how to do wait it. Wait till you hear this list. That that thinking, I could see where you're thinking that, mm -hmm. and that I understand the the train of thought there. Yeah, it doesn't make sense once you know some of the other things. Some, some of the other things, other things the in this list. Now you know the 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 other. Um, I am a little confused about the voyeurism, and and exhibitionism, um, on unless because of the negative connotation you get from you know being a peeping tom or something and like that you know that. what you know what i i can understand that train of thought again when you look at the rest of this list there are absolutely negative connotations to all of that for people who do not understand what you know healthy risk aware bdsm is in some of these things people could label as abuse if they wanted so then why why did we include those those aren't like i feel i feel like and i do not want to besmirch anybody's good name yeah. But I feel like a non-kinkster put this list together. <laughs> Maybe like the, or, or a non-kinkster was in some position of authority to advise because voyeurism and exhibitionism and breath play and gagging all have their things where yes, there's risk, there's danger, there's bad mm -hmm. actors, there's poor judgment, yes, but every single other kink and fetish can have that too. Yeah. And literally one of our favorite kinks is on this list, not as high up as I thought it would be. Hmm. Um, 
and it comes with super inherent risks where you could absolutely injure somebody if you're not careful. So. Okay. All right. <sighs> oh boy. Oh boy. <sighs> okay. So now that was my mini rant that I discovered today when I was putting this together. I'm like, do, 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 fun, happy list. <laughs> and then I got to that and I went, wow. What the fuck? <laughs> mm. <laughs> so. Just goes to show you how things can change in, a, in an yes. instant. Now, what I appreciate about this list that they sent, they gave a general kind of generic definition. I think mm-hmm. you and I and every other kingster with any experience in one of these kingster fetishes can nitpick the definition okay. and could parse it better. Okay. But I looked through these and went, okay, I think these are about right. So let's start. We're going to start with number one. I'm not doing no backwards damn counting. We're going one through 10. Number one, with almost a million yearly searches worldwide, mm-hmm. nine point, almost 9.9 million. No, 10 million searches. Here. Okay. I don't know how numbers work. I shouldn't <laughs> be doing this part. Is specifically sadism huh top search volume now many of us know what that is but i'm going to read their definition so if we want to pick it apart we can uh infliction of physical or psychological suffering on another person to stimulate sexual excitement and orgasm i think this the (laughs) orgasm you made a face yeah though stimulates the orgasm part i think that's that's too narrowly defining it because a lot of people will go no right i mean we we engage in in or I engage in sadism. Yes. And it is not always sexual. No, not at all. But it's pleasurable. Like oh, yeah. you do it because you enjoy it. Right. And, right, right. right. It, it instills a certain amount of, of pleasure. Absolutely. And I think there are some original, and I don't want to be careful about using the word original because words have been changing meaning for as long as we've been speaking mm-hmm. them. But there are some earlier definitions where sadism, and I think even in um, maybe the DSM, I don't know the the current one or mm. earlier versions, I'm not an expert there, where it was tied to sexual pleasure. And yet those of us who live the kink life and are like, wait, 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 not everything is has to be sexual. Right. Are the, so I can see where they might come up with this definition, but again, mm. we know it's imperfect because you can be a sadist and it's not always sexual pleasure. Yeah you might be getting from it in a kink sense. True. Right. But yes, sadism mm-hmm. was the top with almost wow. 10 million annual searches. Hmm. Uh, and I want to like interject here. Google is not, does not play nice or fun or fair with adult search terms. So while this is probably accurate data that they could find, I'm curious about how much could not be fined because of whatever gets blocked by blah, 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 and yeah. how much higher that might be. Okay, so number two. Okay. Masochism. Hmm. And so the and this is six point six million annual searches wow. a year for masochism. The way they defined it, the tendency to derive sexual gratification from one's own pain or humiliation. Again, I think yeah. many of us would take out the sexual mm-hmm. gratification, gratification, pleasure enjoyment a thrill like whatever i think you can insert your own word there but yes we we do it because on some level in some way we like it i'm not going to tell you that pain feels good to me in that it doesn't feel like pain it feels Mm -hmm. like pain but i allow it because other parts of me are getting like the the feel goods it whether whether sometimes it's sexual Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's the thrill and sometimes it's the loss of control and sometimes like it's all kinds of stuff I might 
feel and it's not always sexual gratification. Now, nobody should be surprised that a sex doll retailer is tying all this stuff back to sex. Sure. Yeah. But considering yeah. we were not the only people who surely who got this email, to me that sort of continues to spread the idea that all of these things are are always related to sex yeah. or sexual pleasure. And they can be in really subtle ways that we might not mm -hmm. define as sexual pleasure, but they don't have to be. You can enjoy a thing and it not be sexual and label True. it your kink. Fetishes are a little bit of the gray area because in general, the generally accepted definition that I have seen and have not seen anybody talking about how it's changed over time is that a fetish is something that helps you fulfill some sort of sexual gratification. Right. With it, you get off, you feel good maybe mm -hmm. to orgasm where a kink doesn't have to have that sexual component, right. but also language being what it is. Some people will use the word fetish and they don't mean it sexually, mm -hmm. but they still need it in some way for something. Yeah. Is that, is that as clear as mud? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> okay. The next one. Mm -hmm. Um, I am not surprised to tie. I just, it's kind of cool to see numbers, which is CBT, uh, y'all, cock and ball torture. There's lots of CBT. Mm -hmm. Cognitive behavioral therapy. Computer-based training. Yeah. <laughs> cock and ball torture. <laughs> the, app, the way they define it, the application of pain or constriction to the penis or testicles. Uh, 5.4 annual searches. Really? Globally. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. I know, I know, and and again, I wonder: Are these numbers actually low? Like, mm -hmm. what is it? One, Google is not the only search engine, while it is the True. most heavily used. Uh, two, um, and I don't know anything about Google. Like, are people maybe searching behind private things where information can't be? Like, what's missing here? But yes, cock and ball torture. Wow. Number three, I have nothing to say about CBT because I have zero experience mm -hmm. with it. Um, we have uh, had a couple of companies reach out and like want to sponsor or want to partner or want to whatever. And I'm like, I, c I could just say that you exist to people, but nobody in this household could give you a personal. <laughs> right. Because right. you don't like pain no. to the extent that I tease you. And I'm like, you're a big baby. And you I do. Can, cannot imagine me coming at you with anything that would be meant to on any level in any way you define the word torture your cock and balls mm -hmm. i just i feel like you wouldn't let me i feel like you'd nope out of that real quick that's right mm -hmm. but i do think it is something that people enjoy more than we realize well i i know that they're unless you're in the in that community and then you know I, how much people enjoy i it. i am amazed uh you know one time you didn't really see it but uh, you know, you go to a lot of these uh, sex toy companies, mm -hmm. they have whole sections just devoted to that now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, there are a lot of people uh, doing things on their own with the advent of, um, um, oh, my gosh, I can't, the, the um, 3D printers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget about you that You know, making, making their own little custom. Yeah. Which ones. then can be perfectly fitted. And, yeah. Yeah. And there's cock and ball torture. And then there's also chastity, which can right. sometimes go within cock and ball torture in some mm -hmm. way. And it's um, 
a whole area of play that you will never catch one of us trying to educate any about anybody about can't do it don't know enough about Mm -hmm. it know of many people that i know online and have met online that are um into it either as a top or a bottom like and for for some people with penises that's a part of their submission is to be like yeah fuck me up man (laughs) (laughs) um so I'm not that surprised it's so high up. It's just because mm-hmm. it's outside of our realm. I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, so now we got a couple of words that I was glad that they defined because I had never heard them before and okay. I would have I would have defined them differently or whatever. So number four is claustrophilia. Philia. okay. A sexual arousal by or interest in being confined in small spaces. Essentially the opposite of being claustrophobic, yeah. of which I definitely am. Mm-hmm. Um, 3.6 million global searches hmm. a year. Mm-hmm. And it's tied with the next one down, which is number five, but not quite number five. Um, but yeah, claustrophilia. And I believe with the philia, it is a considered a sexual fetish. But again, I like okay. I like here how they said they ch- they modified their definition in a way that I like, where they go sexual arousal by or just interest in. So it's not necessarily mm-hmm. sexual, but it's a pleasure yeah. of some sort. By small spaces. Small. No, I no, would. Have, I. I, don't like I small that's spaces. not something I would ever have ever thought of. But it makes sense because there are some people who. Um, I have seen it through other uh, another form of play on this list that we'll get to, um, where they like to be bound in some way and then like put in a box, right? Yeah. There's a sensory deprivation to it. There's mm-hmm. a loss of control mm-hmm. to it. Um, but well, at one at one of the dungeons we used to go to, they had a coffin. Yes. <gasps> I I know there are people who are totally down for it, and I'm mm-hmm. not yucking your yum. But every time I yeah. think of it, I imagine myself, and I have just the visceral reaction of a nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Give me mm-hmm. wide ass open spaces. And, and um, was it Phoenix? Uh, they used to have several cages. Yes, and I wonder if cages, which are closed in spaces but have sort of bars you can see through, and you know whatever, mm-hmm. um, if that would still come under claustrophilia? Because I I definitely know people who crave being caged like whether it's part of a specific power exchange play Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. it's just the act of being enclosed in that space and kind of locked away Mm -hmm. um because yeah you know there there is um you know definitely uh caging mm -hmm. you know um people want to you know there are people who want to be put in in like dog crates yes kind of thing um i you see pictures of these floating around the the internet um, of these beds mm-hmm. that have cages built beneath them. Yes, yes, I've seen that you online know, too. So I I would believe that you know that would all fall under this. Right, and I think like a lot of other kinks and, and activities, I think it can be a thing all on its own. And I think it can also be part of other forms of play that it then has other meanings. For some people, it might not just be about being locked confined in a small space. It might be about, you know, pet play that you're doing. Mm-hmm. It might be about uh, owner-slave dynamics. It might be about um, discipline, punishment. Yeah. I can't like, the list goes on in my mind mm-hmm. of where that kind of thing could yeah. fall within. I, I mean, there, there's such a, you know, an, another thing several people have mentioned 
uh, mummification. We'll get in, there in in the live chat, and you know, does that um, remember when we were in the UK and we watched the demonstrations of the uh, vacuum? The vacuum chambers, and that's a good question. Would that fall under something like claustrophilia, where you're in you are in an enclosed space that is literally the size of your body plus maybe a millimeter? Right. Uh, or <laughs> is it just mummification? Is it something else entirely? And I don't know the word for it. Or is it like a cross section of all those things? Mm -hmm. And it's one of these things where, to a certain extent, I don't think it matters unless you personally care very deeply about it. Where are we? Are we trying to dissect these things and create these categories when it can be all of those all at once, and you don't have to just pick? Oh, it's only claustrophilia. It's only vacuum play. It's like you know what I mean. You, mm -hmm. It can fall under an umbrella. And I don't know that there's necessarily a perfect umbrella term. Yeah. But yeah, would would vacuum play where you're vacuum suctioned into, oh, that, I looked at that and I thought that looks so cool. And then I tried to imagine my body in it and had that panic feeling. I went, no, mm. that one's not for me. <laughs> because I yeah. also don't actually like the feeling of being squeezed too tight. That makes me claustrophobic. I feel too confined. I do wonder how I would feel about, as long as it was a cage where I didn't feel like I had to crouch down and just like, like I, I could stand and mm -hmm. I could like, maybe not extend my arms, but I could move parts of my body, have some uh, room for that. I think I'd be okay with a cage because there's, you could see through the bars, you could feel mm -hmm. air on your face, right? right. Anything with like solid walls <laughs> around me, not gonna work and anything that makes me feel too squeezed in. Like we had to modify how we had sex and straight ass missionary just no longer worked because right. it was like your weight is, so people were like, I feel comforted by weight pressing down on me. I'm like, not me, <laughs> I feel like I can't breathe. <laughs> I feel like I'm trapped. So I've never yep. tried a weighted blanket for that reason. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's interesting. I've and never tried a weighted blanket. I have Lola when I lay down do. to take a nap. She's like, oh. You could have me, but I don't, wouldn't want to do that to you. And see, here's what what is interesting about this. Is claustrophilia being this high up really an indication of how popular it is? And it may be. And were they trying to find a term that covered multiple things? Mm -hmm. Or is this a result of rejecting certain terms because they were deemed too unsafe? Because yeah. while I have no doubt there are plenty of people who enjoy in some way as part of their kink life being in enclosed spaces. I kind of am shocked that it's this high up in the list. Yeah. That I will yeah. say. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of do. What were the numbers? 3.6 million. Yeah, 3.6. Mm -hmm. that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's a pretty good chunk. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not saying that many people aren't searching for it. I'm just like, but where does it really fall within mm -hmm. air quote popularity of, yeah. of a kink or fetish? I mean, I'm, I'm impressed that that many people know the term. I've never even heard the term. Here's what I think. I think what they did was they had to parse through terms people use, and this is the blanket term they're using they're for using. it. That's okay. what I think they had to do. Mm -hmm. That's the only way that makes sense because no, I, I would never say I know all of the kink terms and words and fetish terms and words, but I pay enough attention online that I know people who know way more about this shit than me are not using that specific term. They're using other terms, and I have a feeling that's exactly what they did. They p combined them in some way mm -hmm. to look for it. Okay. okay. So then we get to the fifth one on the list, which is actually tied with the claustrophilia with 3.6 mm -hmm. uh, million search um, results. 
or whatever, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, it's, it's either vicarphilia, vicarphilia, vicarophilia, but basically becoming aroused by other people's sexual stories and living vicariously through them. Okay, I have, I know as a long time, and I'll say former, cause I haven't done it in two or three years, sex blogger that absolutely people become turned on mm-hmm. by uh, engaging in other people's stories of their experiences. That term, that ain't the term people are searching. <laughs> that is not the term people are searching. So I'm very, very curious as to what words mm-hmm. they used to uh, come to that or to sort of, again, bundle it all. Um, is that enough and i'm sure for some people it is i have no doubt about this because there's it's never all or nothing is that enough of a thing to be a air quote super popular fetish in light of all these other fetishes is it enough of a thing to be a fetish i can't answer that if you have personal experience with this is a thing i need to hear somebody else's story which is different than what we'll get to of watching somebody else, which one that's um, exhibitionism and uh, voyeurism, as well as another term we're gonna get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but is is that enough? I have no doubt there are probably people out there who absolutely, yes, it's a fetish of theirs. Maybe it's even a kink where mm-hmm. I hear other people's stories. I read other people's stories. I then get off. I have like whatever the experience is you yeah. have. Is that common enough to be tied for fourth, but listed fifth on this list? Out of all the things we know that under kinks and fetishes mm-hmm. typically would be listed there. Well. One of, one of the things I'm gonna, I'm gonna and, and somebody mentioned this in, in the live chat, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm gonna kind of slide this in there with it. Um, sex blogging is a thing. Right, oh, All right, right. okay. Definitely. I mean, that's how we met. Yes. <laughs> oh, right? Yes. And, um, you know, there are, um, and I, I was kind of shocked because um, didn't realize they they were still around the scene early early on way way back in the day. Um, couple that I followed were swingers, mm. and they blogged about all their experiences. True. And apparently they're still out there. Oh yeah. They're they're still having at it. So you know there there is that, and and what was mentioned in in the uh, in the live chat was erotica Mm -hmm. i that i would think and i i would kind of put that in the same i know and then and again everybody's experience with that is different at what and i think everybody can define this the way they want so i'm not trying to define Mm -hmm. for an entire community what this word might mean it makes sense to me to include erotica in whatever form that comes in audiobooks yeah you know stories that you read Mm -hmm. like whatever um digital books physical like whatever whatever right and i know plenty of people who read them and get turned on by them i myself am one of them when when the libido is libidoing Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. 
But for me personally, and I think for a lot of people that I just know, I don't think they would ever go, why, yes, it rises to the level of a fetish for me. Yeah. Because it's, I mean, a fetish is you need that, based on how I understand the definition, yeah. you need that thing to get off. And I know people who absolutely, not for a while I was one of them, who needed to read erotica to get any sort of sexual excitement in me and, and like turn everything on. It wasn't necessarily enough to get off to, but that's me. And I know some people mm -hmm. who absolutely are reading with one hand and masturbating with the other. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with any of that. I just wonder how many people for themselves would would yeah. have it rise I mean, to the level of fetish. In, in a way, and I'm, I'm gonna slide this in here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, reading the term and, and you know, the, the definition, mm -hmm. sorry. Words are getting difficult, folks, sorry. Um, it's a form of voyeurism. Right, which then kills me because why'd we take voyeurism out of this fucking yeah. list? Um, that one just pisses me off. I know. <laughs> I, I, that one just pisses you know, me off. It, it's, very, it's very easy to think of voyeurism and exhibitionism as, you know, you taking off your clothes and right. tearing and, and somebody looking at it. But it it's more involved. It's, you know. It's observing in any way you can possibly observe. Right. Reading it, a story, hearing a story, reading a story, story hearing a, a story. Right. You know, it, it's taking it in with more senses than just seeing a, pic, a photo or, or right. something. Agree. I agree completely. So, you know, it, it, it is a, a form of voyeurism. Yeah, and, I would say and so. And somebody who's telling the story bit of an exhibitionist maybe so i mean you know. if it's their personal story yeah. sure and rara mentioned in the live chat that you know they uh, rara's podcast is the pink king podcast definitely check it out they did an episode on oralism and if i recall what that means it's like hearing other people's stories or hearing voices or mm -hmm. right which is its own thing which to me that as a fetish or a kink I know I'm not saying it right because I got the damn Southern accent, but the oralism, that would make sense as its own. Like, where does it fall within the rankings? Mm -hmm. Again, I don't think a lot of people are using that specific term, but right. they're using terms that mean something like it. And this is where defining and labeling, like we need definitions and labels so we can have a common language to have these conversations right. about, but because kinks and fetishes are so personal to the individual, one person might never use if they once they learned it uh vicarphilia i don't know how you say it but they might not use that but they might use oralism or they might just like go i like to i like to read sex blogs i like to read yeah. sex stories and again would they ever for themselves say that it rises to the level of a fetish and some people absolutely would and some people are like i, I just like it like other people like to read fantasy i just yeah. like it so i don't know I do feel like, again, it's an oddly specific word, which I, I also understand they took probably a lot of different terms that mean something like it. Mm -hmm. But if the, let's go back to the definition, becoming aroused by other people's sexual stories, living vicariously through mm -hmm. them, that encompasses porn, erotica, audio porn, whatever, whatever. Right. And then I think you, you're straying into other types of fetishes, oralism, but I think being one of them, if I'm remembering the definition correctly. So, but again, I think you're right. It's a form of voyeurism. So why the fuck did we take yeah. that out of the list? If we're just gonna define things that are under the umbrella of voyeurism, I'll bet voyeurism 
is way the fuck up there in terms of search terms. Yeah. Okay, now here's one I recognize. Okay. And I would expect it to be in a top ten. Okay. Mm. Humiliation. Okay. Yeah, that's not that's not shocking at all. One point six million. Half of what of the next one above it, which is a thing that definitely exists, but certainly not under is not well known under that specific term. Humiliation, however, we I think we all have a at least a generic understanding. That, it it surprises me that the numbers are that low. Mm-hmm. 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 Agreed. Now here's our definition of it. So if we want to pick that apart, we can. I thought this was gonna be a fun episode. <laughs> I mean, I'm having fun being critical, but I thought this would be more lighthearted. Um, <laughs> so the definition they give mm-hmm. gains arousal or erotic excitement from the mixed and powerful emotions of being humiliated and demeaned. Mm-hmm. That's I don't no definition is perfect, but that feels pretty solid. It does. It does. And and I think the reason why. I'm a little shocked about that. I have actually heard of, um, you know, they have phone lines dedicated. You can call in and have someone humiliate you. Yes. If I was actually, I have a personal OnlyFans. I don't talk about it much because I have reasons why I gave up on that. Somebody remind me in the bonus section. Anyway. Uh, I could probably make a shit ton of money if I offered the service mm-hmm. of uh, humiliate humiliation in different forms. Right. Like when you go to learn how to offer sexual services on the internet, an absolute top one that people are like, "This is a money maker if you do it," yeah. is hum- humiliation and mm-hmm. and being the top in that situation. Uh, I don't have top energy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't don't see myself doing it. More power to the people who can't. But that's a huge, huge one. Huge one. For people Mm -hmm. who are willing to trade services and cash for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I am a little shocked it's it's further down. Makes me wonder what got left out or if what we're looking at of some of these things that we've looked at really should have been bundled together and and then it would have skewed Mm -hmm. and who knows. Um, Yeah. I'm glad to say, I mean, we we engage in certain levels of erotic humiliation and Correct. it is an erotic thing for us. It's mm-hmm. definitely a turn on. And it is, there's, you know, from a little bit to a lot from what you personally consider too much to lighten up, you know, like it's, it varies yeah. from person to person. Correct. Um, and it's a, lo- a little bit, we haven't, I don't know if we've ever talked about it this way. It's kind of the other side of the coin of a praise kink. Like, yeah, your humiliation kink, and because and, a lot of people have both. I, I'm one of them, a humiliation kink and a praise mm-hmm. kink. And at least from my experience, that, yeah, that's two sides of the same coin. Tell me I'm your little slut, but also tell me I'm your good little slut. Like, <laughs> those are two yeah. different vibes. Okay? Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're playing in different ways, mm-hmm. but just the change of a single word right. in what you say. And, and you know, there's tone and all of that stuff. Sure. So I'm not surprised to see humiliation on this list. I'm mm-hmm. just maybe surprised to see it that far down, but it, there is our own personal bias on these things. We know what we're into and we right. know that we, whatever we're searching online or looking at online or following online, we're gravitating towards the things we like. So it is very easy to have sort of the, the tunnel vision of going, but this is what I like. So that's probably super popular versus these other things Mm -hmm. out there. 
next on the list. Okay. Under humiliation. It's like number seven on the list. Yeah. With 1.3 global searches a year. Um, role play. Fantasy based on any social role and could incorporate any kind of sexual fetish desired by the participants. I would add semicolon can also be about acting out power dynamics. Yes. Typically is is sexual. Like I get a lot of people who do role play. It's a sexual thing. I think that sometimes it doesn't have to be sexual, but it can be trying mm-hmm. out these power dynamics with right. or without sex. But I, I, I have found... We did a whole episode about how I hate role play. <laughs> Do not call my power exchange role play. Thank you very fucking much. But <laughs> I have, from observation on the outside looking in, the th- the things that are commonly associated with role play mm-hmm. tend to have power dynamics built into them. <coughs> oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like um, the cop and the criminal the right. teacher and the student, student. The, um, and any kind of interrogation scene right which is it can be role play and it can be all the other right. things that come under whatever you're getting out mm-hmm. of it and, like not every role play has power dynamics but man a lot of them fucking do yeah um and so i think that's an important addition to any definition when we talk about role play mm-hmm. even in very soft subtle ways people are playing with power dynamics oh well i'm in charge here because i you need me for something even if you're like role playing the plumber came over well you need the plumber or you're the customer going to pay the plumber so you're seducing there's a there's a power element there right right and it's not a may, maybe a real big one and obviously it's done to the um mutual pleasure of everybody involved um, everybody's hopefully going to get what they want out of this. But yeah, I, I think so, personally. Yeah. Personally. But yes, mm-hmm. 1.3 okay. million. All right. Let's see. Next on the list, number... I think there's more than 10 on this list. Hold on. I think they just numbered them 10. 1, yeah. 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. It's technically 11 because something's tied. Okay. I don't think they know how to count. But next on this list... I don't think I know how to say this word right. I always say cuckolding. Am I saying that right? That's how I would say it. Somebody will correct me. And their definition is one partner watches their lover having sex with another person. That Mm -hmm. also, it ties with role play with 1.3. I would have thought that was higher up. We are not into it necessarily Mm -hmm. for us. Because see, I think that definition is not quite right. Because you can be an exhibitionist and voyeur and want to watch somebody or want to be watched. Mm -hmm. My limited understanding of cuckolding is it's about the, almost a power dynamic there. There, there, There's some level of humiliation to it sometimes. There there is definitely a power dynamic, um, the humiliation. And I don't think um, that's true for everybody. I wouldn't say that, but in general. I mean, I, to, to say, one partner watches their lover having sex with another person. I feel like that's too simplified of a definition for cuckolding, but I will defer to anybody who's actually into cuckolding. Yeah. Because, again, my understanding is a, a very basic surface level read from what I have seen other people mm-hmm. talking about. Right. And from those examples, which are not universal, there seems to be, there's there's excitement, there's 
from the way I see some people talk about it, there's a level of voyeurism. From the way I've seen other people talk about it, there's a level of humiliation. Like, mm-hmm. this person is a better lover than you are. That's why you have to watch me fuck them. Yeah. Like... You know, I I don't I don't know. I mm-hmm. would happily now, like to hear from somebody who could. Rara Rara pointed it out, and I I I've known this. I don't know. Um, cuckolding is specifically where the male. And rock. I wondered about that. Mm-hmm. I wondered about because yes, the okay. So thank you, Rara is educating all of us today in the live chat. Right. Uh, podcast mm-hmm. listeners, I highly recommend uh, coming just for the live chat. And I had heard this term and wasn't quite sure what it meant. Cuck queen is. A woman watching, or at least yeah. a feminine appearing identified yeah. kind of person, and then cuckold t- typically in gender terms mm-hmm. is the man. Is it safe to create to let cuckolding be the generic term for all of that though? Because again, we're talking about a very not scientific study as y'all or data collection as y'all have figured out. They pulled in terms that kind of mean the same yeah. thing. And so were cuck queens and and related terms part of that? I, I don't I don't think you could. I, I don't think you could use those interchangeably. Hmm. Well, you have to do something because there need to be gender neutral terms for that then. Mm-hmm. For folks who I mean neither there, man nor woman. I I have not there there was a time I had kind of like a voyeuristic approach to to looking at some of these people who had those type of relationships, um, they have a whole vernacular. Oh, I bet that's a community within a community. Yes, for sure, for sure. And I have a feeling yeah. that some people don't even necessarily con- they might consider themselves kinky, but I don't know that they would even. Nec- There's some folks who like that's their thing. The rest of the BDSM mm-hmm. stuff is not their their jam at all. It's just no, that thing. Just that, yes, yes. And so then there would be a whole language and developed around that. That mm-hmm. I'm an outsider. And I don't know. Yeah. I know the the very basic terms. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I'm, what I'm saying there is are, if there are one gender neutral terms or if the terms have are becoming slowly gender neutral, somebody who knows anything about it, let me know. And yeah, and I think Tayshu, yeah, Tayshu said in the live chat, cuckolding is another ah. form of voyeurism, which deemed unsafe, but yeah. will break all the little words down. Tayshu just said the, um, believes the gender neutral term is cucking. Cucking, okay, which uh, depends on what part of the internet you're on, because when people want to insult each other on the the not so nice sides of the internet, they refer to each other as cucks, and I'm just like, yeah, are you secretly kinky and you're just not telling anybody about it? But no, that's a, a power thing. Whether that person cannot imagine, they think the worst thing that could happen to you is that you have to watch your partner get fucked by somebody better than you. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's that's a that's a, a lot of people's kinks, y'all. They, mm-hmm. They're not unhappy mm-hmm. about that at all. Right. <laughs> Yep. It's actually not the worst thing that can happen to you. <laughs> okay, now we're making mm. our way down, and it's ranked nine because things are tied and the number system is off, and I'm confused. This is less than 500,000 searches annually, 486,000. Okay. okay. And I'm not surprised it's lower in the list. I am surprised at the numbers, not that it's that it ranked lower. Yeah. And that is age play. Now, let's piss off people who do age play. Let's read this definition. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm a little curious to hear this myself. This is how they define it. So if you don't like it, don't get mad at me. 
role play performed by adults that revolves around pretending you're a different age, usually younger than you currently are. I feel like that's too simplified. But I also think yeah. it's because while I'm not I'm not into age play, we don't engage in that. I see enough people who talk about it that I like on the peripheral, like have some understanding of what some people say about it. And I think that definition is too simplistic because um, I can't think of the terms that folks use when they get into that, their little headspace or their mm-hmm. middle headspace where their middle space, little space yeah. where they're like, I feel this age. And right. I think if you were on the outside looking in with no experience with it, you would say that is role play, that is this, that is that. And I think some people within that community would call it that. But I feel like for the people who engage in it that deeply, mm-hmm. I can just imagine some of them getting pissed off by having it yeah. sort of just called role play. And, I mean, and, it, it, and it, not, it is it is no different. I think than, it's deeper for some people. Then I have seen people saying that um, in in a a power exchange uh-huh. between a dominant and a submissive, it's role play. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's. Um, you know, that's not how it is. It's not a role play, you know. And it's maybe who they are in it's that who moment. They, right, it's right. who they are. Right, right. So, you know, it, it's the same thing with with the age play. Yeah, I think so. And I think, I think there are definitely people who are like, yes, this is role play for me. And mm-hmm. they're at one end of that, what that community looks like. They're, then, they're at one end of that spectrum. Right. And then there because are. Like anything else, it is a spectrum, but yeah. Right. And then there are other folks who are like, no, this is who I am. It's just a facet of who I am. Right. Um, I think everybody's right in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm not surprised that it's, it ranks lower than some things because yeah. if you've been on the internet for half a second and been around the BDSM side of you know, caregiver little dynamics and people who talk about age play, it is vastly misunderstood within the BDSM community in very negative ways. So I could mm-hmm. see where people would hide searches or wouldn't search or whatever. Yeah. I am, but again, I think this is the, the bias of the bubble I'm in of the content I look at. I would say based on the things I see that I would assume that there are more people searching for things about age play. But I also have a feeling that because of the stigma put on age play by kinksters, not just the outside yeah. world, we expect yeah. it from them, that probably keeps more people like from exploring that stuff online at least, mm-hmm. or you know, engaging in it in that way. Right. So I'm not sure how accurate any of the numbers are, but that one for me is like, mm, I would have expected more. Mm-hmm. Here's one that I know as much as you and I love, and it is our top, that it is not as high up as other kinks and fetishes. So I'm Hmm. not surprised by that. I am, however, surprised by these numbers, and that is impact play. So Mm. their definition involving hitting or being hit with an object in a safe and consensual way. That's, I mean, if I had to try to define it, because I'm not good at being concise, that's as close as I'd probably come to that. Yeah. Hitting or being hit. That is impact mm-hmm. play. Object, I mean, is my hand an object? Because barehanded yeah, spankings I, are right. impact. Uh, everything else, yes, there's tons of objects. There's sure. floggers, there's canes, there's whips, there's mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Wooden spoons, spatulas. Right, right, right. You, if, you know, if you the can, list goes on and on and on. If you can hold it and sw- swing, you can even air yeah. quote that, and it make contact with an acceptable part of a partner's body, 
it's a, an implement to be used for impact play right. in my experience. Right. Um, I feel like that definition is, I like, I don't have any problems with that. I think to, to try to be concise, that's okay. Mm, excuse me. Here's the part that makes me go, what? And I say this as a person who helps run a kinky shop where we focus on impact play, and I see our own numbers, uh, over the course of a year, 325,000 global searches. They cannot have well, included spanking in that. Well, and, and that, and that <laughs> spanking alone right. would have and I, that. And I mean, that, that's what comes to my mind too, mm -hmm. okay? Because impact play, um, you know, you, you can search spankings, you can search paddling, um, you know, many different terms for it, all right? So, you know, yeah, to just say impact play and, and leave it at that low. Um, People using the term impact play, let's, and I, and I don't, again, I don't quite know what they input into their Google thing, mm -hmm. what terms, but using terms like specifically impact play is gonna be low. Using terms associated with impact play, paddling, flogging, caning, whipping, or canes, whips, yeah, probably, but spanking, which I I know, I know some people like get a little in their feelings about spanking versus these air quote harder core kinks where, right? Mm -hmm. Spanking comes under the umbrella of impact play. It just fucking sure. does. You made impact on the body with something else, your fucking hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know a lot of people who spank who would never call themselves kinky or never say they're into BDSM. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. The rest of us know it's the fucking gateway. Kink. <laughs> okay. At least into impact play. It's a gateway activity. Um, but I just, I'm like, based on just what I see with our numbers, they're growing and it's, you know, mm -hmm. but, but I don't think that that number is at all accurate. Probably not. I, it probably is accurate in the ranking impact play for all that we love it and can't live without it and think it's the best thing ever, 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 fucking ever. Mm -hmm. No, bondage typically, that's, this is a fun, I, we're gonna get to a form of bondage, but bondage in general is not in this top 10. And, and I was just thinking that because I looked at what number 10 is and like, it, it's odd that. Just bondage. bondage, right? Like that would, to me, be right up there with sadism and masochism. Right. Like, I have so many questions. So, yeah, the last one is tied with impact play for search results, and it is mummification. I do think, from my perspective, mummification is more, air quote this word, I don't think it's the right word, but as close as we got, popular as a kink or a fetish mm -hmm. that I realize because it is so, it's a thing I would never do because we get into my claustrophobia and I'm not liking things yeah. tight around me. And the way they define it, so if anybody needs to get mad at it, remember this is not my definition. An extreme form of bondage in which the person is wrapped from head to toe, much like a mummy, completely immobilizing them. They use the word him, them. Mm. Um, actually, my non-knowing ass would go, that seems okay. Anybody who's into mummification, mm -hmm. you know, f please feel free to go, no, that's inaccurate and here's why. Um, but I find it so weird that bondage is not on this list. Yeah. 
I, that's I a am huge too. kink. Like it has a lot of variations in forms. Sure, like, sure. But how is it not on this list? I know. I have so many questions. It it do, it seems strange to me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or you know, as, as they tried to make this list a little finite. I mean, even to the point that I am I am shocked. There's nothing about rope. Right. You I know. mean, even rope bondage. Yeah, or a shibari. Right, know. right. I mean. Now, here's what I think I put it in. So that, mummification was the last one on this list. Yeah. It tied with impact play for global search results of 325,000. To me, I would consider mummification not rare, but a little niche within bondage. Yes, there are plenty of people who are into mm-hmm. it. Um, maybe those search term numbers are globally are probably pretty accurate. I have questions because we did not just get the bondage in this list, but they did include in the email I got the full list and Ah. what I want to go see. I'm not going to, we're not going to go through each of these, but I want, I think I want to show what's not on this list. And this next (laughs) one, I'm just going to say them real quick because that one, I don't know how to say that word. Zentai. Zentai. I've heard of, am I saying it right? Hentai? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Zentai. If okay. you know what that is, please no. feel free to educate us. Yeah, That's under mummification. Then there's wax play. Okay. Then there's chirophilia. It's Q-U-I-R-O-philia. I do not know what that word means. Blood play. Now, let me get this straight. Exhibitionism and voyeurism were deemed too unsafe for this list. But yeah. blood play, which is a legit form. I know, like, mm-hmm. folks in our live chat are like, I'm into that. But that was more dangerous than blood play? Like, come on, y'all. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to say this word right. Do you know how to say this word? Gerontophilia? Gerontophilia? I think. Does that have something to do with older people? Or is it something else and I just don't know? Hold on. Okay. That's not going to be in the book, but that's okay. There's Europhilia. There's a word I literally cannot say. There's food play. There's trichophilia, which I have heard of, but I can't remember what it means. Stigmatophilia. I think that's about, the, that's a religious thing. Mm-hmm. Consensual non-consent is down at 22. <laughs> a word I can't say. Actorasty, actorasty, actor. Ooh, no, it's way down there. And stigiophilia. What? <laughs> now these words, when they okay. gave the the terms, they did not give a definition, so I cannot define them for you. But nowhere in there, do I see bondage? Shibari, rope bondage. Zentai suit. Uh huh. Is a skin tight garment that covers the entire body. Okay, is that? different than is that under the umbrella of mummification or is that under the umbrella of latex um or is it neither this just says it is a skin tight garment okay so it could be any material so it could be any material um not necessarily um latex okay okay there, so my point is, is the way this list was sold to us is kinks and fetishes, which clearly is primarily fetishes, but some of the terms 
used are things that are not necessarily fetishes. They're absolutely, they fall under kink because it doesn't require sex or sexual arousal to engage in them and plenty of people do. But within this list, unless it's one of these words, I don't know what they mean, nor can I say them. Um, where, where's our bondage? Yeah. Like that's just too big of a kink with I'm sure plenty of fetishes within it. Um, yeah, I just, I, uh, so as I say, every time we go through these lists, there's no such thing as a perfect list. There's no such thing as a perfect survey. There's no, none of it. Cause it's made by people and people, you know, uh, they don't always get it. And, uh, um, I think that if they, in some places, I see this as a list of fetishes, except mm-hmm. some of these things are kinks and can be fetishes, but are kinks also. And so I feel like they needed to pick a lane, kinks or fetishes. Yeah. It looks like the rest of their list focused primarily on fetishes, except wax play is definitely a kink that sure could be a fetish because anything, literally mm-hmm. fucking anything could be a fetish. Yeah. But activities, in general, tend to fall under kinks, and some people do fetishize them, and that happens. Right. <laughs> I'm now gonna give myself the homework project, of which I don't have time for, but I'm gonna do. And I'm gonna go look up all those other terms that I literally couldn't even say mm-hmm. them, because here's what I wanna see, because I got annoyed by their little disclaimer where they took some of the kinks out yeah. that were too dangerous. Well, How many of those you fall were, within that umbrella? You, you were you were um, very close on, on the one Jared, gerontophilia sure okay um it is where a younger person is attracted attracted to an older person so i'm a geront we can't say that word philiac apparently so i've always been into at least men older men but yeah so it's imperfect i don't know did did you have fun (laughs) i don't feel like i had Um, fun did y'all have fun i don't feel like i had fun Fun is a relative term. <laughs> I felt like this was going to be a lighthearted fun one. <laughs> and then I just like had to pick it apart. Is it, is it, am I the problem? We, is we, it me? <laughs> we should know at this point in time where we are at um, that anything that involves lists or quizzes <laughs> is not fun. No, and like I get it. There, no, there's never going to be a perfect one. No, because no. people who are, you know, they came up with a fun idea so that it was a PR thing so they could get attention, yeah. and I'm I'm sure it will. It got our attention mm-hmm. because I, I think I mean I guess I'm I'm probably just a bitter old lady. Part of me wants to pick it the fuck apart because I'm like I don't even know who you are, but you're going to tell me about kinks. Okay, yeah. um, <laughs> I have that little bit of bitterness in me. Um, but sometimes it's just like, I, I feel like I can see what they were trying to do, mm-hmm. but I think that they conf- they did what a lot of people do. They conflated two terms, which yeah. ever, a lot of people conflate. I'm not saying, you know, I've seen people use the word fetish when on by definition, they probably would have meant kink, but people can use language the way they want to. And as long as we kind of understand what the fuck they mean, it doesn't really matter. But also, since we like spend our professional life trying to talk about these things within our personal scope, 
of uh, knowledge. Um, it does matter because it's like, but wait, when you call something a fetish, that means it has an automatic sexual thing where there's a lot of things that yes, can be a fetish also fall under kink because it's not sexual for some people. It's a thing they enjoy. It's a thing they need. It's a part of their identity, but it's not immediately related to sexual gratification, which my understanding of fetish is that is what fetish, that's what a fetish is. Um, unless things have been like changing swiftly and I've missed it. Like quite, I just, and I think it's okay if you are a person who's like, I, these are my fetishes to not wanna be lumped in with kinks to see them differently. I think we can make those kinds of personal choices, but if we're trying to compile information for people to use to better their understanding of things, at that point, you have a responsibility to be very fucking clear about what you mean and to try really fucking hard to get it right. And there's a lot of fucking kinks that didn't mm -hmm. make that list. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of fetishes, which I think once we might understand what the fuck they mean, like would make, and you go, oh, okay, I know what that is. I didn't know that was the word for it, right? That's fine. But... <sighs> So Andre, in, in answering the question- The just, question was- Oh, okay, yes, you're right, sorry. Um, what would be the female equivalent to of- To cock and ball torture. Cock and ball torture, CBT. Um, I am not really finding a specific term. Uh, the closest thing that I've found to, to a term is where it's referred to as genital torture. And I think that's a much better term to use in general because you can have a set of cock and balls and not be a man, so- right. Uh, let's let's go with the either the umbrella of a, a genital kind of term mm -hmm. um but yeah i think genital torture makes sense because then it don't matter what your genitals are yeah and that and I, but no i have never heard one specific to the vulva mm -mm. Mm -mm. although you could kind of make one up vulva torture anybody yeah you know yeah. clit torture i feel like mm -hmm. i've endured that in the name of orgasm control <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like i think that you could just add the word torture to the end of whatever body part Anything, you're torturing yeah. mm -hmm. so so but yeah yeah i just mm -hmm. i thought this would be lighthearted and fun <laughs> and now my my throat hurts i'm very hot um I feel like I've been confrontational and I'm waiting for somebody to send me an angry email, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which, which hits me right in like my own anxieties. I, it's just this, I hope y'all had a good time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I think I, my impression of, of some folks who have, who are like on the same wavelength of with, as us, what are words, uh, is that you were probably equally annoyed. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Right, right. Um, for uh, for the Friday podcast episode that has a show notes page that will live on our website that I will then add to YouTube on Friday, I will link to um, the sort of raw data um, of the total 24 terms. So if anybody's like, what was that word she was trying to fucking say and screwing up? And if you're like, you know, wanna know what that is or whatever, You'll be able to see that and then you can go Google it yourself yeah. and add to their numbers <laughs> for the next time. All right. Right. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I just. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think uh, I think this is. I thought this would be a fun one. I thought I'd be like, oh wow, that's not one of my kinks, but and I just have more questions. I'm like, where the fuck is bondage? Where the fuck is bondage? <laughs> where the fuck is bondage? And I and I it's where's forgotten, where's lost and lonely. power exchange? For many of us, it's who we are inherently. We would not necessarily yeah. call it our kink or our mm -hmm. fetish, but it is within the umbrella of BDSM. <laughs> it is it's right. there in the the yeah. letters and the acronym. Mm -hmm. So where's where's yeah, power exchange? Dom sub. Where's power exchange? Yeah, because you, you can have a power exchange without sadism's massive. And you can have a power know. exchange that's purely sexual, and you can have power exchange that's not sexual. So where in this list is power exchange? Yeah. Because for it to be implied is not fair when there are people who navigate their kink life specifically through a lens of power exchange, and mm -hmm. then there are people who navigate their life through kinks that can and do have a power element but not necessarily through power exchange right. i have questions yep so so yep and Taishu said in the live chat this list is specifically restricted to a narrow search term i agree but those search terms for those the terms that they're listing nobody is searching that well very few people are searching those specific terms. Claustrophilia, I don't think anybody's searching that. I think that is an amalgamation of other things people search being pulled under um, right. one heading. Yeah. Um, I think the terms like sadism, masochism, humiliation, role play, absolutely, I think that could just mm -hmm. be that generic search term. But that's why the imperfectness of impact play, I don't think those numbers include spanking. So if like, Mm -hmm. <sighs> so yeah yeah um i guess we can be done now this is very anticlimactic to me i know we go into a bonus section <laughs> i'm wow. hot and sweaty i have no more coffee this was not as fun as that's, i thought it was very, gonna be that's very sad very sad so here we go. I'm okay. going to be a hot, sweaty mess rolling into the bonus section. Are we good? <laughs> We're not having fun. <laughs> I know that much. Are we good? Sure. Keep, Keep it kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week. What, you're not gonna ask? I was waiting for you. <laughs> so Normally you're like I right, know. My yeah. throat hurts so bad. <laughs> can I talk to the crickets, please? Yes, you can talk to the crickets. I age restricted this video for fucking nothing. <laughs> I didn't I when we're gonna talk about kinks and fetishes, I was like, let's yeah. age restrict it, but yeah. it means less people see it and maybe that's a good fucking thing. But podcast listeners I mean, you have choices, but everybody will get yeah. to see it on the podcast. I just, uh, I just sometimes I feel like I can tell when something was not made or done with. I would never say no kinksters because mm -hmm. kinksters are were everywhere, but not not enough kinksters in a in a place of authority to be like. What are you fucking doing? <laughs> what are you fucking doing? 
Yeah, Tasha asked about the emoji of the week. And I knew what I wanted it to be when I thought this was a fun episode. <laughs> so I will once again go with Tasha's uh, suggestion of a question mark. Because I feel like that's all this episode left us with. More questions. Questions. More questions. Which, quite frankly, every time... Uh, so through our Patreon, we do an exclusive video each month. And it's not meant to be educational. It's meant to be lighthearted and fun. And usually it is. And a few times now, and we will again in the next couple of months, we'll take like a BDSM quiz or, you know, whatever. And we've taken some that we knew were from like not great resources because we figured that would be funny. And they were funny, but also annoying. And then we've taken, and we will, because we, I have a list, some that are from like semi-decent sources and those are funny and lighthearted, but I can pick them apart because I am that bitch. I am that annoying one, okay? You either definitely want me on your team, so I'll make sure you don't fuck up, or you definitely want me nowhere near it because I will annoy you so that we get it fucking right. I'm that person. So <laughs> I can always pick these things apart, but I feel like I feel like this one was the worst. This one was like... It, it, was, it was, yeah. I... I like. I thought we were just gonna talk about some things, and it was gonna look. So here's some things maybe you didn't know about, or they're defined. We've got no real power exchange on our list. No bondage, it's okay. it's like okay. forms okay. of bondage, but no bond. Like that's the weird thing to me. Sadism and masochism do have very specific definitions, especially since mm -hmm. they historically, or maybe even currently, I don't know, have been pathologized and sometimes rightly so, like there's some, there's some, eh. but it, in our world, in the kink terms, it's about consent and mutual pleasure, mm -hmm. whatever. But those are like the umbrella fucking terms of BDSM. So, okay, sadism and masochism, and they're not like a narrow thing. They are, you enjoy providing pain, you mm -hmm. enjoy receiving it, but that is so, that's such a broad fucking term of what you mean, right? Because yeah. humiliation play can come under sadism and masochism. Technically, impact can um, because you, if you, if what you like about it is giving and receiving pain. So, like, I understand why sadism and masochism are there, but they're treated like they're really very. I'm still ranting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> really narrow th things, and they're not. But that means if sadism and masochism were there, well, then bondage at the fucking minimum needed to be there. Just as a broad term. And power exchange. I mean, I can understand if they went dumb sub, and we all know that is that's just one way of looking at it. Power exchange to me is the broader term, but still like where Okay. Let's talk about something are, are else. We, are we good? <laughs> no, no. Are we good? There's a part of me that thinks I should be a consultant. I think on we these need things. to end this again and <laughs> I know, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> It's too confusing. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. The 17 year old becomes the 18 year old tomorrow. Yes. I offered kindly to wake him up at a pro the approximate time when he was born at six oh something in the morning uh, to, you know, officially welcome him into his 18th year. He did not like that idea. Mm. Um, yeah, it, for family side, it's gonna be a low key, uh, day tomorrow for him. Um, I have to wrap his birthday presents. My my mom sent us his in advance. We got something to accompany that. That all needs to be wrapped. I don't know what's coming from aunt and uncle and anybody else. I think he has plans to like go and 
either be with the homies as he refers to them or there's a new person he's kind of semi-interested in i don't know which way that's going i don't really care i said we're gonna <laughs> do family dinner and your cake right yes okay you just have to be home for that i don't care so yeah so we're going out to eat i gotta pick up his cake tomorrow afternoon he requested mm-hmm. specifically an ice cream cake um i was like okay and i was like what kind i don't care oh god i don't like that pressure so i'm like okay i'll pick it um i don't know if he'll like it (laughs) but i picked it um let's see lola is laying at my feet for these five seconds not snoring Mm -hmm. or hitting the tripod yep um we filmed our spicy scene today, which was very low-key, very mm-hmm. laid-back uh, wax play scene. And for at least, what, five minutes of it, you can probably hear Ella outside our door <laughs> meowing. Ella. Um, yeah, so if anybody's like, how real is this? That's as fucking real as it gets. I've actually filmed content for spicy stuff and had onyx walk right across the bed in front of the fucking camera well ella tried to push her way into the room while i was getting things set up yes you carried her out like a baby yeah and she had this very smug satisfied look on her face (laughs) as she's being carried out and when i say like a baby i mean like a baby she the only way she likes to be held is if she's on her back and pressed into like cradled like a baby Mm -hmm. um so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else? What else? What else? You went to the sawmill. I went to the sawmill last and weekend. And you're going again this and afternoon. I'm going again after we're done recording. I know. Yeah. But that's to get free stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that guy likes you. And yeah. I like that he likes you. I, I like him too. So, I know. He's, what, in his 70s? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was joking with you. Okay, he's not allowed to retire or die. And you came back from the last trip going, he's going to be expanding. <laughs> yeah. It's like, great. I hope mm-hmm. he lives forever. <laughs> right. Right. So, what else? Um, I I resurrected my grandmother's old stereo system. I know. I posted the cutest little picture of you in our Discord it, yeah. uh, server under the music channel. Yeah. Because he was, y'all, he was, the the record player, whatever, was sitting on our coffee table. Turntable. Turntable. Whatever, whatever, whatever. It's sitting on our coffee table <laughs> while he's playing with it, making sure it works, while we'll clean it up, whatever. He got new headphones for his birthday. Uh, specifically for that and he sits on the floor on a cushion because you know none of us are young anymore uh to play with his turntable and he's just sitting there and he's just bobbing his little head and i was like you look like a little kid yeah well (laughs) understand that this this was a a stereo system belonged to my grandmother um she bought it brand new in 1978 a year before i was born it was one of the first state-of-the-art solid state stereo systems um was made by fisher in new york at the time um and and it at, at that time it was considered one of the top of the line systems um it was passed to me probably around 2005 ish um it was still in working order i did use it for a short time uh, then it was mothballed for about 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, the speakers did not survive. Um, the, the speakers dry rotted. Um, was going to 
think about replacing the, the speakers in the case, um, the cases basically disintegrated. Mm. So there was no, no fixing that. So, you know, the picture she posted, I had it set up on our um, coffee table. Um, I did some, before I even plugged it in or did anything with it, I, I did some cleaning. Um, some of the knobs were sticky. I got some contact cleaner. Uh, to, to clean all that, you know, and, and that did a fabulous job in and of itself. So without any speakers, mechanically everything appeared to work. Turned on the, the receiver, lights came on, turned on the turntable, platter spun, and, you know, but did anything actually work? Did not know. Um, so just waited for the um, headphones to come in and... Um, you know, once I got the headphones, yeah, everything worked. Now it is living. Now everything has been moved to its its permanent home. So <laughs> we had discussion about that. Yeah. The kid moves out in August to go to college, and he like has an apartment with a twelve month lease. The child is not coming home for more than a day or two on holidays, weekends, stuff like that. Right? Got a fucking apartment. <laughs> so while there will be his. And he's taking most of his stuff, some of his furniture with him to his apartment. Some he doesn't need it will be supplied, but a lot of it. So his bedroom will still contain a bed because if my child wants to come home, he will have a place yeah. to lay his head. However, <laughs> <laughs> there's like half a room that won't be used for anything. The room won't really be used for much unless he comes, you know, home to stay the night or whatever for a weekend. So, or the holidays, whatever, whatever. So we've been thinking about what are we gonna do with this room? And I had of course said, oh, maybe I can set up an area where I can keep my sewing machine and my, my quilting stuff and whatever, instead of the little inefficient, fucking annoying rack that system. Uh. And Jamie's like, well, I'd like a corner of that room. It's not a large room, you uh, for like my music stuff. And I'm like, you're just gonna walk into this back corner that's one of the hottest rooms in the house to listen to your music? Well, we need a place for it. I'm like, but you have, a shit ton of albums living in the living room. Several hundred. Right. <laughs> and why not, if we can, if we can make, why not have your stereo thing out there where your albums are? You could sit in the most comfortable seat you have in this house where <laughs> your dog can be with you and you can like sit in, in comfort and listen to your music. And he was like, Oh yeah, I guess I could do that. I was like, and also I was like, get out of my half of the room. I intend to expand, okay? Uh, <laughs> she wants that whole half, folks. That's what it really comes down to. I'm a to. little worried about having the flat surface of a, a bed that's not getting slept in, because that's probably gonna get covered. Uh, I know mm -hmm. how I am. Um, and Teshu is calling me out in the live chat said uh kayla just said she's the annoying person to make sure things are called correctly and just whatever the name of a turntable uh i want the things i give a shit about to be <laughs> discussed correctly <laughs> sorry let me qualify that <laughs> if i care about it let's use correct terms yeah yeah so and yes kim shit ton is a technical term <laughs> Y'all know what I meant. You visualized. I, not everybody. I know. But many people, I said shit ton, and you knew what the fuck I meant. You qualified with a few hundred, and everyone went, yep, that tracks. That was a shit ton. Just saying. Wow, this Friday night should be exciting. Because yeah, right? <laughs> I am, I am something. 
you're priming yourself. Oh. Yeah. I got to, like, gird my fucking loins because I know if people uh, vote with their dollars, <laughs> you will make me earn every fucking penny of that. Damn straight. Jesus. I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm screwed. <laughs> screwed. So... <laughs> Just a reminder, we're going live on YouTube, 9.30 p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. on Friday, July 21st. Uh, <laughs> this will be interesting. This will be fun. This will be fine. This will be fine. And see, now that I know that the, the stereo system and turntable work, now I get to drag out the cassette player. <sighs> what are you going to do with the cassette player, though? Do you still have cassettes? Have oh, you looked under right. my desk? No, I try not to. It's uh, it's a, a little scary over <laughs> several in your boxes of cassettes. So what will you do with those? What L- will you do with listen. the cassette? Oh, you are not going to like transfer them to something digital, or I don't know. How oh no, I I already did that. Then why do you still have the cassettes? <laughs> I thought the purpose of digitizing that stuff was so then you didn't have to keep the physical anymore, especially since we all. Those of us of an age all know what the fuck can happen to a cassette. You got enough pencils? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm a woodworker. Of course I've got freaking pencils. No, you have pencil nubs that are about half an inch long <laughs> that you can try to convince me that sure you can hold that pencil and it'll work. And no, we don't need to break out another pencil. That inch and a half stub is fine. <laughs> <laughs> Kitty, once cassettes came out, my my eight track was a thing of the past. Wait, 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 wait. Cassettes came out and eight tracks were a thing of the past. Okay. I remember uh, my parents still having a car with an eight track player in it well into the early 90s. Just so you know, when you ain't got money, you keep the car you got. Okay. And so you got rid of the eight tracks for the cassettes. Yeah. But CDs came after cassettes Mm -hmm. i had a ton of cassettes before i got cds quite frankly if i recall cassettes were cheaper than cds cds were 20 bucks no they weren't always 20 bucks a pop but still yeah okay and then we got to digital so if you ditched eight tracks because cassettes were the new hotness (laughs) and you've digitized your cassettes yeah and we've moved on to 85 technologies to the point we're coming back around and now we're at vinyl again why do you still have the cassettes i digitized Three quarters of my vinyl, too. Yes, but I understand why that, because a lot of people were doing that because they thought vinyl had kind of gone away. And now, nope, it's back, and that's fine. But my point is, cassettes ain't coming back. Nobody's nobody's coming back with tape. They're just not. And you've digitized them. And you have Spotify. We pay for a Spotify account. Why do you still have the cassettes? Because I can. Because you're a fucking hoarder. Y'all can't see what he's whipping me off. He's whipping me off. Okay, we're just babbling at this point. I mean, well, that's not yeah. unlike every other moment, right. but we're babbling without a point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hot as fuck. It is warm back here. Uh, so we Very should go. Warm. Yep. Because we'll be back Friday night. Mm-hmm. We will not be age restricted Friday night, although we nope. probably should be. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, it was nice to make our tenth of a penny on previous live streams. Right. Anyway. We're going to go. All right. Uh, we will talk to you all later. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy to have you all here. Yep. This is a reminder. If you understood any of those terms better than we did or you have personal experience with them and you're like, nah, here's another way to think of it. Feel free to share. As long as you're not an asshole, I'll take it. I like That's our only rule. 
don't be shits to each other or us. So feel free to share mm. what you'd like to share. Mm. Uh, and we will be live on YouTube on Friday. And yeah, so hope to see you then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye.